Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Tell me who, what, why, and when. shoes don't need any shoes we're no good. shoes we're good all's all's forgiven all's forgiven t-shirts and hats and titles are just fine just fine um so i let you in on this before uh we left for for this trip um but i wasn't sure it was going to come to fruition and so uh, i did wait until after the game last night but uh the time capsule was found at the raiders stadium it was it was. Wow, that is fantastic. So uh, I tweeted a picture out. You can you can see it at Josh Klingler on, on Twitter mm-hmm. of the uh, of a basically it's uh, it's what's called a, a two deep. It's the uh, it's the roster. It's got the the lineups when the Chiefs were in Vegas to face the Raiders in the first matchup. Uh, the the Chiefs radio network crew, Mitch included, Dana included, Dan included, all of us had signed this little this little chart and said we'll be back signed our names and it had the you know had the date almost like you know that you used to have the the newspaper to show you know when yeah when stuff happened and uh and and we hit it in the in the uh, radio booth at the raiders okay now we did this last year as well in arizona because uh we played obviously arizona early in the season first game we're we're expecting to be back for the Super Bowl, and so we we did it then, and we 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 stuck it in a ceiling tile in the in the uh, in the radio booth, thinking, well, who's going to look in a ceiling tile if they make it back to the Super Bowl? Um, we'll have this haha moment, and if it's if uh, if they don't make it back, no big deal. It's just garbage in the ceiling. No one's probably going to ever find it. Well, lo and behold, the Chiefs get back to the Super Bowl in Arizona. We look in the ceiling tiles, and it's gone. Like, it's not in the ceiling. So the NFL were like, my goodness, they really clean these stadiums to make sure that there's nothing, you know, nefarious hanging around. So this year we decided to get a little craftier. We didn't put it in the ceiling, but we, we, did, we did bury it somewhere where it was kind of behind something that you're like, eh, there's a chance that it's still there. And lo and behold, the guys went and, and pulled this chart out that had all of our signatures on it from the first matchup with the Raiders and everybody said uh, we'll be back nice <laughs> including <laughs> yeah including Mitch saying touchdown Kansas City we'll see you in February oh that's wonderful and, uh, so it was a little little premonition by the uh, by the radio crew so I was glad that worked out because uh, everybody had kind of fun with it and we were hoping it would still be there and it, it actually was like tucked away safely where the NFL didn't get in and clean the entire 
stadium out ahead of the Super Bowl. Oh, so. that, is, that is fantastic. I'm glad you guys, you know, kind of buried that. And, you know, one thing, it's again, time capsule. you know, we, we still haven't talked about is how, how about Elway presenting the Chiefs with a trophy at the Raiders oh facility? Like, there, there's so many, like, things that took place there where they said John Elway is bringing it out. I'm like, oh, my God, they thought the 49ers were going to win, and they wanted him to present it to his former teammate, John Lynch, and then, the, you know, the McCaffrey-Shanahan thing and all that kind of crap that San Francisco had that was related to John Elway. They thought having Elway... See, the NFL thought the 49ers were going to win. That's why they had Horseface bring that thing out because he could hug, you know, uh, McCaffrey, his former teammate's son. He could hug Kyle Shanahan, his former coach's son. He could give the Super Bowl trophy to, you know, all of his relations out there. And the Chiefs went and pooped on his his turd party. And we had ourselves the trophy. And Elway had to parade that thing out at the Raider facility and hand it to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if there was a moment greater. That was hysterical last night. Just just devastating for the uh, AFC West especially. And and so was the stadium. I mean, I know we saw the reports, you know, earlier in the week that the Chiefs were using the, the Raiders locker room, which yeah. is gorgeous, by the way. Their locker room's super spacious. I'm guessing Clark Hunt's probably taking notes and saying, yeah, this is something we could put in the, uh, the, the new stadium. Did he take um, note of the roof? <laughs> hopefully so hopefully so but probably not no he's not doing a roof okay. uh i keep telling everybody this allegiant stadium is is the nicest stadium i've been to in the league mm-hmm. and they there's no expense that they spared and they put raider, raider logos everywhere and i mean everywhere every single door every i mean there are logos all over the place and the NFL covered every stinking one of them. Except on the, the only, torch. The only one I saw was the torch, which kind of proprietary, so I yep. get that. But everywhere else, and I'm talking just random doors in the, in the underneath of the stadium that had Raider logos on it, they were papered over in just black. Um, you you would have thought it was the NFL stadium <laughs> rather than the I Raider stadium. I thought that stadium. was L.A. It it like well that 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 d- definitively is their stadium, but you'd have thought that they built it because it looked like an NFL stadium. It was all San Francisco and KC, and no Raider logos except for except for the Eternal Flame, which they did they did light last night. It was yep. it was pretty incredible the the uh, the wallpaper job that they did at that place. Yeah, unbelievable. It, it, it looked great, and I, and I will say one of the other cool things. Not only was Elway presenting the trophy, how about having former Chief Marcus Allen light that flame too? I mean, that was outstanding. And Joe Montana was there, also dressed in neutral colors. Yeah, yeah. he's always <laughs> now, in he black, was, though. That guy. Now he was down by the San Francisco end zone mm-hmm. at the time that they introduced him. So I don't know. You, you could kind of understand if he if San Francisco was number one and we're one B. That's right. fine. But yeah, they had all these tie-ins too, which is which was was pretty wild. Um, the the torch did get lit, which was interesting. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen or not, but mm-hmm. I, you know, basically, you know, we know how contentious. Uh, Al Davis's tenure was with the NFL, <laughs> but I was, I was, it's a it's a cool part of that stadium. It's an homage, so I thought it was nice that they did that even for a for a Super Bowl. Uh, now, my favorite part of Allegiant Stadium that that normally is on a on a routine basis wasn't part of the Super Bowl. I was really disappointed about this because one of the cool features is they have a house band that performs at the stadium, and I'm talking. Uh, uh, singer, drummer, keyboard, uh, horns, uh, harmonica. Uh, this is like a ten or twelve piece band that performs during uh, you know uh, timeouts and what have mm-hmm. you. And 
they're they're up elevated on a stage in uh, in one of the end zones, and for the Super Bowl, they were not there. I guess oh. they felt like they had they had better entertainment than than the uh, the Vegas house band, which I think is a big part of that stadium. I, I think you know they have their version of the old number fives doing all that out there. That's cool. I, I'm with you. I that's the one thing that I miss at Arrowhead now is the TD Pack band and Tony Depardo and and having that band was was cool, right? It, it added something special. Live music is just different, and to have like you said the horn section and all that kind of stuff out there, I think it just adds something fun to the game that that we're missing right now here in Kansas. So you you can go see it at a regular season game, I guess the uh, the next next time the next time through the grass was not an issue which was awesome uh it looked fantastic it held up all the brain power that they used to get the the turf right this year big old thumbs up uh san francisco did have the crowd at least in the lower bowl mm-hmm. i would say the lower bowl it was definitively san francisco as it maybe made its way up the stadium um they were closer to Chiefs, but i'm i'm guessing probably 60 40 san francisco in this one so yeah. they did they did have the house and they they made sure it was loud and then i hope i hope everyone enjoyed halftime it looked like a terrific performance i'm gonna have to go back and watch it uh there's no worse place to see the the uh super bowl halftime show than than my vantage point on the field actually really you can't you can't hear anything uh, it's just bass. I don't know. I, I'm guessing that it looked it looked pretty cool, but you can't hear any you can't hear any of the music. So I am looking forward to it. Did everybody think the halftime was good? Eh. I think it's probably worth uh, worth uh, revisiting because it looked like they were putting on a show. But uh, for the second second time in a row that I've paid attention to it, um, you can't you can't hear it. Yeah, it's it's probably very difficult. We all feel your pain, uh, including yeah. John Elway, who who weighed in on presenting the trophy to the Chiefs. So it was. I saw him. Yeah, you, I saw him. You know, yeah. I do like this from the text line from the nine one three. Josh, this one's from John. <laughs> I think that was really good. You can go home for the day right now. But yeah, I that's mean, good. that's that was that was and brilliant. Take off, by you. take off parade. Take off parade day too while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. You know, just you call in sick on Wednesday, and if your school hasn't given the kids off, just call them in sick like we did. It's fine. So there's a little of the uh, the sideline views. I still recommend going to the stadium as a Chiefs fan. It's a home crowd normally. wasn't quite as much of a home crowd this go round, but mm-hmm. uh, there's always going to be a game every single year in Vegas. Go out there and make it one of your uh, your bucket list uh, games uh, throughout the season. Right there, you go. All right, uh, you'll hear my chat with uh, with Rashi Rice. How about this? Uh, he just jumps on board like the rest of them, right? The second year guys know nothing but Super Bowls. Now the first year guys know nothing but Super Bowls either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get to that next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. the greatest of all victory Mondays back-to-back Super Bowl champions reside in Kansas City and the dynasty is alive and well JT the board doing a phenomenal job today uh, running the show Josh is still in Las Vegas recovering from uh, the after party did Taylor Swift sing at the after party last night did we do we have any uh, any good uh, entertainment like that happen at the uh, at the postgame party Josh she did she did not sing uh, uh I they they tried to they did play one of her songs and I think there was some there was some hope that she was going to jump up on stage, but uh, but she she did not. She did not do that. That's unfortunate, man. She did not do that. She missed yeah. an opportunity. If there was ever if there was ever a time to sneak in a, uh, an impromptu performance, that probably would have been it. Yeah. Uh, Travis was performing, but but uh, she was not. I was listening on, on Friday night, and this is going to be so bizarre, to a concert by a guy by the name of Mac McAnally, and he was Jimmy Buffett's kind of, like, I don't know if you call him like lead singer, like is is number one guy behind him, right? You know, wrote a lot of the songs, sings a lot of the songs, phenomenal musical artist, right? And he was doing a concert, and and he said um, at that concert, he goes, I'll come out and sign autographs in the crowd, small venue. He goes, I only got 20 to 25 minutes. I am on voice rest. So I could imagine Taylor Swift was probably in that category, like everybody hoping that she would be, on stage and do her thing. Remember, she just performed, what, three shows in Tokyo, flew all night, went to the Super Bowl, hopping on a plane, going to Australia to continue that tour. The last thing she probably wanted to do was really get up there and utilize that that instrument of hers. And she probably just said, yeah, I, I got like three, yeah, three-hour shows coming up in the next yeah. you know three days. So, yeah. The uh, cigar smoke is enough ruining yeah. her voice, let alone, let alone the – you know anything else? Right. But I was, you know, I was hopeful there'd be there'd be like a, a, uh, you know, uh, just a line, you know, right? Play the song and then she'd just, you know, do a line live and kick it to the crowd and it'd be done. But, right. But uh, that that did not come to fruition. Uh, no. Kelsey though, he he did perform on a couple of occasions. Oh, he yes, was, he did. Uh, <laughs> he was he was he was Travis, which is fantastic. That I mean, would wouldn't you have wanted that to happen? Like, right? You want Travis Kelsey screaming and yelling and doing his thing and having a good time because that's who he is. That's that's the uh, that's the player that Travis Kelsey is. To see him get up there and 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 do all that and have that kind of fun. I wouldn't want to see anything else, Josh. I mean, that was that was glorious last night to see him on the podium screaming and yelling like he did. And then, uh, you know, after bumping into the coach and yeah. whatever was going down. What the, the hell happened there? Whatever was going on in the sidelines there. And uh, Andy Reid was, like, kind of jovial about it after the game, and he said, look, you know, I, I didn't see him coming or else I had to square it up. He wouldn't have been able to push me over. So I think he was kind of having fun with it. I think it was just kind of, you know, heat of the moment, intensity, just give me the ball. There was an, there was an offense, certainly. 
I think the defense probably had their moments too, but an offense that was very, very frustrated last night. And I was a little bit worried at halftime, not with the score, right? but uh, of the not dealing with emotions well Mm -hmm. that was happening on the field and on the sidelines. It was a little bit reminiscent to me of the Tampa Super Bowl, which as much as everybody wanted to say that the, uh, the offensive line was the reason they lost that Super Bowl, I think they lost that Super Bowl because the defensive players lost their heads. Yep. Uh, more so in, in that one. And I was a little bit worried about that because uh, they were they were getting baited into some things. There was mm-hmm. a lot of trash talking going on. There was a lot of pushing and shoving going on. And uh, the, the Chiefs were were not, I didn't think, handling it very well at that point in time. And so um, there was a little bit con- of concern for me at halftime. We talked a, quite a bit about it on the broadcast during during the halftime about, you know, maintaining the composure and how you had to take that 30-minute respite that is the long Super Bowl halftime. And and be productive and, and get get about yourself and and get out of those scenarios and they did a much better job of that in the in the second half so i think it was a kind of caught up in the moment but you don't see yeah you don't see and they have a you know they have such a close relationship right um you know kelsey and andy reed uh it was somebody else you'd probably really be going what um but i think i think cooler heads probably prevailed a little bit later and i'm sure i'm sure kelsey's probably made his apologies already to uh to Andy Reid for for being overly aggressive and trying to you know get what they wanted to get done at that particular time offensively. It's King now! Y'all hear this? We've been fighting all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las Vegas! And then they show Taylor on the broadcast, and she's like, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. You stick to no. football, I'll stick to singing, yeah, no. and let Elvis was, and Wayne Newton handle that, right? That was pretty much the after party too of Travis Kelsey's. I mean, that—that's yeah. but yeah. that again that that that's what you expect out of Travis Kelsey, and that's what you want. But the the the, the thing though that that's really interesting to me, Josh, about this team, and, and we've kind of talked about it all season long, is they lost their cool a lot this year, right? And you usually see teams lose their cool. I got a text from an executive in professional sports during the game yesterday he goes god when teams lose their cool like this there's no way that they can recover from this kind of stuff and i'm like "Uh, this is a different team but i mean we we, we've talked about it all year long from the busting of ipads to you know patrick yelling at the refs when he was really yelling at Kadarius to uh, you know to travis kelsey squaring up andy reed and you know chest bumping him to the ground like rashi rice yelling and screaming that he was wide open on that final play regulation i mean we have seen this team almost every game have that fire burn hot and you start to sense oh my god they're gonna melt down and then they they they, they put the fire out and they go back to work like it's it, it it's really like interesting to watch that dynamic because i would imagine most teams in all sports when you start to lose your cool like that and it starts to unravel you mentioned the tampa super bowl i i kind of had that same feeling i'm like are they gonna go the route of tampa and let this thing just unravel before them but they didn't, and that goes back to that veteran leadership. And I think it really all started with Travis Kelsey's speech the night before the the uh, the Super Bowl, where you know the guys were in tears, and, and and they talked about that a little bit on you know X yesterday and some social media articles and whatnot about you know Travis Kelsey in that speech that he gave. That's where the leadership begins, and and Travis Kelsey, you know, as great a player he is. 
you can definitely tell who the true vocal leader of this team is. It is number 87, and and I think he's the big reason why they had an opportunity to win this game. He got them fired up on Saturday night, moving them to what people were saying. They've never heard a speech like that before a game before. They let him have that final say. He's that leader. They followed their leader last night, and even though he had that brief meltdown, he was able to get it back, and that's the sign of being there, done that, being a veteran, and understanding the moment, and quickly putting out that fire, focusing on that later, and keeping, you know, what Dick Vermeil always said, the main thing was the main thing. They focused right back on that main thing and found a way to win that football game. It'll be interesting to hear because it'll, it'll take on a new dynamic uh, what that speech was. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those that's going to be, you know, a big part of the history, right? right. What, what, what was actually said. And people, you know, will be, will be asking, you know, years down the road, hey, the night before the game, what did Travis Kelsey say to this team? And there'll be various, probably, <laughs> there'll be various uh, amounts of remembering, and mm-hmm. they'll 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 have it differently. But I think the importance of it will probably be never be understated. I thought it was really cool last week. So they get they get here on Sunday, um, Monday. Mahomes kind of lays down the law with everybody. That's that's yep. that's the belief that he kind of just said, "Hey, business trip, you know." Uh, not this isn't a trip to Vegas. This is this is coming here and winning the game. He kind of laid out the, I guess the the tone for the week, and then you brought in the closer Kelsey to come off the top rope, um, the night, you know, the night before and, yeah. and fire everybody up. So I, I think it was kind of well played from the behind the scenes speech dynamic. Yeah, you you had an opportunity to catch up with Rashi Rice in uh, in the post game hoopla yesterday, and he didn't have the impact on the game I thought he was going to have. You know, I, I figured he'd get a touchdown. I didn't have MVS on my bingo card for a touchdown mm. or a McCall Hardman yesterday, right? But uh, but he had a big play late in the game, that big sixteen yard reception to give them the ability to keep the chains moving in overtime. And, and, and I thought, you know, this was a kid that shows he's a number one wide receiver in this league. He did an amazing job this year of kind of growing into it. And we saw his fire as well. That last play at the end of regulation before they kicked the field goal to send that thing to overtime, he was wide open and he came over and he let everybody know that he was wide open. And I think if Patrick gets a good snap, he probably does see Rashi Rice. Creed Humphrey was brutal last night in the game, snapping the football and almost cost him a couple of times with bad snaps. That's got to get better but Rashi Rice showing in his rookie year that he ain't afraid to step up for himself too I thought that was a big moment for him not in a diva way either but a I'm I'm ready to make plays give me the ball right kind of way which I which I appreciate they they were they were looking for probably more of those types this year (laughs) they didn't get enough of them but they got Rashi Rice and uh, what a way to cap his a rookie campaign got a chance to catch up with him on the field after the win how, how does this one feel? Can you describe the last drive? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we knew we knew we had to finish the game at the end of the day. Uh, we know if the ball is in our hands, you know, we control the rest of the game. And, you know, out here, uh, nobody really sees how, how much we prepare and practice for these, these moments when it get hard. You know, 15 plays in a row, a long drive just to get ourselves in that deep water to be able to keep fighting when it gets to points like this, when, you really, when it, it was, really matters. It was a keep fighting the entire game. What did it take to come back from 10 down? Honestly, it just took for us to just stick to the plan, stick to everything that we prepare for, and just uh, wait for them to, you know, go out. We, like I said, we, we prepare for the deep moments, you know, when it gets hard, because it's going to get like that, and that's what happened today.
All right, a full year with Patrick Mahomes under center for you. He makes some gigantic plays in that final drive. What's it been like playing with him for a season now? It's been amazing. Uh, it's my dog, man. He's been balling out, helping me ball out, you know, helping me being able to expand my game. Uh, I'm super grateful for Pat. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be in the Super Bowl with that man. I can't even explain it. So that's you and Rasheed Rice talking after the game, Josh. And one of the things that he mentioned right when you started that interview was we were prepared. And that leads us into overtime and how the overtime was totally screwed up by the San Francisco 40 Winers. I don't know if you've seen this story yet that is popping right now about how the 40 Winers were not prepared for what happened in that game. This comes from The Ringer. The Chiefs' overtime plan worked out exactly how they hoped. It wasn't by accident. Justin Reed told The Ringer that the Chiefs had first discussed the new overtime rules as far back as training camp. Defensive lineman Chris Jones said the players were prepared for what to expect if the Super Bowl went to overtime. Quote, we talked through this for two weeks, Jones said, how we was going to give the ball to the opponent. If they scored, we were going to go for two at the end of the game. We rehearsed it. The 49ers, on the other hand, did not do the same. Multiple players from uh, from San Francisco said after the game that they were not aware that the overtime rules are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season and strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Jumbotron during a TV timeout. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk said he assumed the 49ers asked to receive when they won because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy use check said. So again, we're seeing why Andy Reid is better than your coach and is better than any other coach. They were preparing for the playoff overtime rules in training camp. That's what Andy Reid does. And that's why he kicks your ass because there's no stone that goes unturned. And they knew that if they won the toss, they were going to defer. Everybody would have lost their minds at that point. Josh had the chiefs deferred in overtime, but what we all failed to realize is that the Buffalo Bills not only gave us Patrick Mahomes, they gave us the opportunity to change overtime. And the first time it's used, it benefits Kansas City because San Francisco didn't prepare. And when you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. It's pretty obvious out there why Andy Reid is better than everybody else. And you can continue to throw out all these 35-year-old coaching geniuses. They're nothing compared to Andy Reid and his 65-year-old coaching genius that is out there because he was ready for that moment. There's not a moment in a game that Andy Reid isn't ready for and hasn't rehearsed. It's unbelievable to watch. I mean, that's a that's a bad indictment, though, to say those guys, they didn't even know. The one player acknowledging that he looked at the screen and saw the overtime rules. Right. I'm like, wow, that's, that's unbelievable. Now, now, in terms of strategy, I, I, I still think that there's a, a, almost room for debate, right? Like, I guess you could say, and and he didn't use this, but if he had said we took the ball uh, because the defense was on the field for that last drive, right, to to, to tie the game, sure, and, and send it send it to overtime, uh, but that's not what 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 Shanahan said. But I I wouldn't have a problem playing defense to start a game or start an overtime. You know what I mean? Right. Then you know what you know what, what you got to do. For. You play you playing your defense, getting a stop. You get the ball. You go down and score and and, and win the game. I don't mind that strategy. Um, in the in the overtime, so I probably would have played it differently. Just 
you know, formatically, but the Chiefs were very content to like, well, we'll just go match whatever you do. Um, <laughs> that's which is kind of a kind of an interesting interesting dynamic. And yeah. then, yeah, the players saying they practice it in training camp, and the other ones thoroughly acknowledging at the end of the season they didn't know what the rule was because they'd never been over it. Never been Unbelievable. over. It. And and to me, Unbelievable. You've got to you've got to appro- uh, approach the overtime in the postseason just like you do in college. Everybody in college knows. All right, you defer. You go play defense first, so you know what you need to yeah, win. It's like yeah, having yeah. last licks in in baseball, right? You get yeah. you, you get the last licks if you're the home team, and that and that's beneficial because you know what you need to go try to win a game. And and I think you know. I've said over the years that the Chiefs beat opponents on Monday and Tuesday, but the Chiefs are beating opponents in training camp now for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's very reminiscent of the Royals practicing that, you know, first to home scoring thing in spring training because they knew if they faced that, you you know, that – you know, the what's his name out in, in right field for Toronto that he was lackadaisical out there. And so the Royals prepared in spring training to win a playoff game in October. The Chiefs prepared in July to win the Super Bowl in February. And so Andy Reid isn't a great coach just on game day. Andy Reid is a great coach 365 days of the year, and that's what these owners don't understand. You're going to go out and hire these geniuses and these whizzes and all of these people who see slappies who've never done anything before, and then you turn and look, and there's Andy Reid going, okay, it's July 31st. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to prepare for overtime in the playoffs today. And everybody's probably thinking around going, what the hell are we doing that for right now? Because you, if you don't prepare for it, you're going to fail when you get into that moment. And if you're preparing for these type of moments early on, you're setting the tone that Super Bowl is the expectation, and you're telling your team early on how you're going to win that Super Bowl and how you're going to win in the postseason. There is no substitute for experience, and we see it by the day with Andy Reid as he schools the hell out of these neophyte <laughs> coaches. And then the other interesting part of of overtime is, you know, we were pretty close to maybe playing a a second overtime. And I know there were probably people a little bit worried that the clock was going to run down, the Chiefs needed to score before the end of that that first overtime session. Well, the rule is that if uh, the Chiefs were the second to possess in in overtime, right, Mm -hmm. if they aren't finished with their their first possession, uh, they will take the – the break and just go into a second overtime right so the clock wouldn't have run out because the chiefs were having had the ball for the first time and so had that drive continued they could have taken all the time they wanted to and if it bled over into the second overtime so be it they mm-hmm. would still be possessing the football which is kind of an interesting uh trade yeah. of that as well because you're like do you need to hurry do you need to hurry no no actually, you, didn't. you just need to you just need to uh to make sure you uh you you punch it in at that point and and uh uh, all, all as well. So it's kind of an interesting, yeah, nuance to the overtime. But yeah, again, it's baffling that you don't have your team prepared. It's one thing if you know, um, if you and I don't know it, right? The teams got teams got to know it. Got to know you that. Have to do that, and and that's just another another sign of the preparedness of one Andy Reid. Yeah, he's, he's terrific at that. It's 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 really remarkable. It just doesn't matter the situation. Andy Reid has never been in a situation that he hasn't been preparing for. And and you say how can he do that? I don't know how he can. I really don't. Like, I don't know how there's you know. I don't know how there's enough hours in the day and yeah. enough hours in a practice and enough hours in the the preparation, but they do. They have everything like detailed planned out to uh, to go over different scenarios. And again, they get 
they get more done. And tra- if you've been to training camp, we've all been to training camp, right? If you've seen the training camp practices, you're kind of wondering, oh yeah, it's just kind of a practice, whatever. There is so much behind the scenes that's that's used for later on mm-hmm. uh, that you don't even know about. Heck, the players probably don't even know about some of it either. Right. You know that they're, oh yeah, we're preparing for something that could come up in week four because we've studied this on tape uh, from a, from an opponent. So we're gonna slide this, like all this kind of weird stuff. Like, how are there enough hours in the day to get to all that stuff? Yeah. It's amazing. What rule are they gonna change? now to try to stop this Chiefs dynasty? That has to be the next question to ask. Are they going to not allow the Chiefs to have Harrison Butker anymore and they're going to make him go and you're going to have to like find Bjorn Nitmo or somebody like that to kick? Is that is that the route we're going to go? You can't have a good kicker? Like, What are they going to take away from next? I think you're just going to hand the hand it to somebody, hand it to Josh Allen just so he has his. I think they're just going to they're just going to forego the entire season and just hand it to Josh Allen to right. get away with it. Because otherwise, yeah. Uh, thank you. Big thank you today, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. They're, they're the gift that keeps on giving. They really are. they got to be waking up today going, oh, my God, we just won the Chiefs another Super Bowl. We gave them Mahomes, and now we gave this new and rule. Another, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the ball again. Yeah. So, crazy. So my question for both of you, and I don't know if you will answer this, but, like, so me and my friends were talking about, so the Chiefs get the, the ball second and right. the clock's running. Why do we have a clock then if it's guaranteed to give them a chance? That's like, a fair question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have to put a time limit on everything eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. You know, you got to figure out a way. I don't know. That's a great question because there is no end. It, it basically is like, you know, it could, becomes college overtime at that point. You know, you tie it, you keep on going, you, you score there and you win, then, then the game ends. Yeah, you're probably right. Do you really need a clock at that point in time in overtime? And, and that's a good point, JT. Like, did we really need to set that clock? Because they were going to move down the field. It didn't really matter. And the Chiefs were going to get their opportunity to move. Yes, yeah, so I guess we just talked to ourselves but out of the clock. Well, but uh, but if you have multiple possessions, it comes into play. Is right. really what it is. I mean, if it if it's if it's, I mean, you're not all you're not always going to have you know 15 minutes that was two possessions. Right. True. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So if say that uh, say that they go quickly through their first possessions, well, then you have the clock running because there there is a deadline at some point in time at the end of that you know, first overtime, but so. not, not in the Super Bowl. like in the playoffs, there is, there's no ties, right? So you're just going to keep going until this thing, Correct. you know? Yeah. So, Correct. but you need it, but you, but you get the possessions and you could still get to the second overtime. If the, if the clock runs out and you right. had multiple possessions, that kind of thing. So there needs to be a, there needs to be a, an, an, an end with the timer at some point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's the probably not correct answer. And then my next, uh, Oh, go ahead. Clay. I was going to say, but my next question would be, is the second overtime? Cause they were saying it's like well, then four it's the quarters. first team that scores. Right. After that. But yeah. would there be like a two minute warning in the second overtime? No, I don't know. It, it's, it just, it just goes to, you know, the, it, you each get an opportunity, see how that plays out. Then it's the next team that scores that wins. And that that's how you end that game right then and there. You don't have to worry about anything else, whether it's a field goal, a safety, or a touchdown. It's the next score, you know, that ultimately wins that game. I, w- I want to read a quote from Brett Veach that I saw late last week. And, and, and I was thinking about this during the game yesterday. I believe it was uh, from ESPN. And last week he was quoted as saying this, Josh. In 17 and 18, we were hoping to just force one punt, and we knew we would win. Now we're hoping for just one touchdown, and we know we will win. It's amazing how I saw that quote late on Friday, and that really came to fruition on Sunday because I think that's what we were all hoping for in that game as we saw the way it was playing out. Give me one touchdown, and we're going to win this thing. And essentially, that's all it took, the one regulation touchdown, and then boom, the one at the end of the first overtime to ultimately give the Chiefs that win. But they score one touchdown, they win that football game. My teams are in trouble if that's the case. Yeah. That's for sure. 
Uh, certainly sounds like this one means the most. We'll get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four-man front, receiver emotion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown, it's caught. Hardman caught the ball, the Chiefs have won, the Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25, 22 in overtime. Kevin Harlan on the call on the national radio feed here on 610 Sports Radio. The Chiefs are a dynasty, he says, Josh, and that's one of the best things that come from this game is that now we can officially say we're a dynasty and we don't have to listen to dopes like, you know, is Skip Bayless still a thing? Because he tweeted some dumb stuff last night, too. Like, that guy's grasping and trying to hang on for dear life. His show must be getting hammered by ESPN. He 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 is in, you know, he he's seeing his last rights on television with some of the nonsense that he's tweeting. Well, some producers at ESPN, too, are going to have to have a long week ahead because they were all holstering that as the, are the Chiefs of Dynasty <laughs> for, uh, for, for this week. And yeah. You're going to have to have uh, um, say, you know darn well that the Chiefs are a dynasty. Right. Uh, our buddy, Where uh, does this dynasty rank amongst the other dynasties yeah. oh, in sports? I guess, yeah, yeah that's, that's how you tweak that one, I guess. Right, I guess. yeah. I did forget... I did forget to mention I kept a tradition alive even at the Super Bowl. I did have mayo on a hot dog. You did? So I did. So I did you missed the commercial the of the woman eating mayonnaise with a spoon out of the jar. We all thought of you. <laughs> I didn't see any of the I didn't see any of the commercials. You didn't but, miss uh, they anything. Had, they had some they had some uh, bacon wrapped hot dogs in the uh, in the press box. Slather the, that uh, thing up with mayo. The, before the game, and so I, I took a little video of spreading the mayo on it. I figured I had to keep it going. Ugh. So, yeah, there was the equal parts way to keep it going, and and that's disgusting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, don't knock it. Don't knock it till you try it. Hey, hey did they have this, the Raiders uh, funny... water? They did not. No, Ugh. they moved out all the Raider water. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thankfully. Because <laughs> they, have, they have water bottles that have the Raiders logo on them that are exclusively just all – I mean, you can't get any other bottled water but that. And, uh, yeah, it's revolting. I Right. I, I, I dehydrate every time I go to Vegas because I refuse to drink out of the Raider water bottle. <laughs> well, but, that uh, and the no, Vegas they had, flu they had, you. They had lovely, they had lovely sponsors that had uh-huh. Gatorade and somebody Good. else. I don't know whoever the other one was. So they had regular, regular water. All right, this comes from uh, from uh, uh, WIP in Philadelphia. Uh, of course, they're kind of in their feelings a little bit today too. Oh, yeah. So their uh, their morning show or their midday show, I guess, tweeted out a tweeted out a poll just out now. Are you happy for Andy Reid? Yes right. or no? Yeah. <laughs> Where is it now? <laughs> and, because uh, this 80... morning it was yes all the way. 
Yeah, it's uh, well, there's 17 percent no now, so it's 83 percent yes, 17 percent no. So the salty ones have woken up in Philadelphia today. Okay, so. because when I saw it there's this that. morning, Josh, it was 70-30 in favor of Andy Reid. Like, yes, you are happy for Andy Reid, and 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 they keep going back. Why is a guy in a suit the first person to hug Andy Reid after that Super Bowl win? By the way, um, I, I, I'm I, it should have been an assistant coach. I I don't understand why. Like, Philadelphia can't move on from Andy Reid. Like, they are really stuck with Andy Reid, right? Like, like they've gone to two Super Bowls. They've got a championship without Andy Reid. But it's been 10-plus years now, and they're still looking back at Andy Reid and saying, like, oh, my God, we miss him. And the FOMO that Philadelphia has for Andy Reid, the inability to let go and move on, is something like I've I've never seen before. I'm trying to think of like who that's even comparable to in Kansas City, Josh. Like I I, I don't even know who that's comparable to in Kansas City. We're like Carlos Beltran, maybe. Like I and I I don't even well, know. You those know, those are different though because you 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 weren't experiencing success. You know what I mean? Right. Like they right. had success. Yeah. And they right. won a Super Bowl and they've been to another, as you mentioned. So it's not like they've been completely devoid of any. Of kind of joy you know it'd be one thing if you're like he was doing this and you didn't have you're you know mired in you know four and 13 seasons or whatever sure but they've they've been good so it's it, i find it to be a little bit a little bit different at least it should be in in, in that regard yeah so, um did they did they put up the poll did they um were you happy with jason kelsey wearing you know chiefs bibs or <laughs> yes or no did they <laughs> They could. They're. Be, I know there's some Philadelphia Eagle fans that had to be really right. salty seeing Jason's outfit yesterday. Oh right? yeah, there has to be. I mean, but the good news is his wife did not wear anything Chiefs. She wore a Cincinnati red shirt. <laughs> so they can that love his wife. In, that family's incredible. It that is incredible. It That's is. All. Yeah, yeah. No. It, it, it is. I mean, it, it is an unbelievable party bus. You know, like just so much fun watching them have so much fun. And and the neat thing about it is, you see the love of a family though. When it when it really all boils down to it, right? The the one thing that you have in life is your family to get your back. And boy, they got each other's back. And and it's just something really special to see two adult brothers having that kind of relationship. The love that everybody just has for each other in that family like i don't know that i've ever seen anything like that before it's 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 fun yeah, to watch yeah. well i think i think it, it is that dynamic i i didn't have a brother you didn't have a nope. you had a sister i have a sister so it's not quite the same and we i mean we you know fought and and you know i beat her up and stuff you know like you do but then you they're like you want to sidle up because we'll fight each other but you ain't fighting us right like, if it's, you know it's like he's got the ultimate each of them has the ultimate wingman. Like, yeah. you mess with one of us, you mess with both of us. I don't care if the, the two of us have been beating the senses out of each other in the backyard Correct. before this happened. You want to jump in here? Well, then it's on. Yeah, you know? like I, it's yeah. the same with my sister, though. I think we we all have that relationship. Like her and I still go at it. We're in our forties, right? And and but if somebody else wants to get in the way, we'll be the first to step up and go. All right, enough. So you need to sit your ass down, right? Because that that's the way it works, you know. You you it's like we talk about with our sports teams. You could have made fun of the Royals and Chiefs back in the day, but if somebody outside Kansas City wanted to say something, well, it's fighting yeah. words, man. It's fighting yeah, words. Yeah, we'll we'll mock our own team. So it, it was said uh, multiple times last night by uh, by Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't feel it was really recency bias that he said this one was the the best of the run so far because it was 
maybe the toughest road. It was definitively the toughest road and yep. a different team and some doubts, and they actually got to play the underdog card. And uh, it feels like they've really enjoyed this one, like, big time, even though even though they already are looking ahead to trying to three-peat. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but in terms of, uh, you know, which one meant, so much it's it feels like this one had a has has its own little chapter doesn't it it really does and you know i, I kind of said it all along like once they won two weeks ago in baltimore i go this is my favorite one and and it's my favorite not because it's the most recent one it's my favorite because of everything they went through and i really just love 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 giving the naysayers a nice big poop burger to eat like there's no more joy that i have today of winning the championship than watching everybody who doubted this team have to eat a pile of crow and have to eat crow pie and crow hash and crow gumbo and crow crow grits and crow omelets and and, and crow etouffee and, and crow souffle and crow quiche and all that kind you of stuff make that many things well, well, yeah, I, th- I think something like oh, that. No. Fried crow, grilled crow, broiled crow, all the crow. Like, they're eating eating gobs of crow. The price of crow is going to go sky high. We're like, why is crow so expensive? Because everybody in America is eating it right now because they doubted the Chiefs. And when they were going through their ups and downs, it was building that character, and it was giving them an opportunity to learn and finding a way to get better. And that's what they did. They took full advantage of a rough regular season and took everything that they learned and channeled it into what worked. And they went out there and won their back-to-back Super Bowls and now on the verge of a three-peat. And so when you have the ability to go out there and do that and show everybody that they were wrong, oh, man. It, it's, I mean, that this win has got to taste extra delicious for the guys inside the locker room. I know it does for me, and I didn't do anything. Crow, the new Wagyu. Yes, that's uh, right. We'll look, we'll look at yesterday's uh, turning point, and we got to get to the third phase, right? Yes. We'll do that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 